0: The world of Aluren, a land promising adventure, treasure, and glory at every turn for all the many, many heroes that inhabit it. From the far reaches of the frozen fjords to the sweltering jungles of Ishtka, opportunity awaits for all those brave enough to seek it. And, oh, wait, who are you?
1: Wait, wait, <coughs> <coughs> however, we are not the heroes of this tale, so welcome to the Party in Peril Villains Campaign.
0: <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the new season of Party in Peril villains it's not the new season of villains what i meant is it's the new season of party in peril which happens to be called villains you guys get it uh i am your dm for this season and my name is chris and sitting to i would say sitting to my right but not technically like sitting literally across the table from me introduce yourself and who you are playing in this campaign here
2: i am rochelle and I will be playing the character of Len, a pixie rogue.
0: And then returning from last season, who do we have? Who's the, the other female voice on the the uh show here?
3: Shaddai. And uh I am playing Lilith, who is a hundred-year-old Yanti uh pureblood. She is a monk, and she is basically like a a snake. Actually, uh, I say she, but um, Lilith is non-binary. Lilith identifies as just a being of this earth, and she's very connected with her environment and surroundings.
0: And then whoever the other person is on the show, I don't know.
4: You want to identify yourself? Oh, I hey, am Joseph. Um, I'm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you just cough up your cough? I spent a lot of time making that. We already killed Shaddai. Sorry.
3: Well, like the, the powder, I inhaled it. You know, it? it, it it's like pumpkin cinnamon <laughs> spice powder that just hit the. Oh, my God. It came out of my nose.
4: Oh my god! I'm like, what the fuck? That powder went unfazed through your sinuses. Oh my god! It really. Did. Oh my god! There we go. I told you I went a little heavy on the yeah. on the cinnamon.
0: The
3: the
2: basic.
4: Well, you were,
3: yeah,
4: you were warned. You gave oh,
0: her Mark. the
2: cinnamon challenge there. <laughs> unexpectedly. We're bringing
0: the cinnamon challenge back
4: with this episode. Yeah, that's make our it goal. go through
3: your nose. That that's
0: it's yeah. painful. Snorting cinnamon.
4: It's that's our smart. new thing. The true challenge. That's what we're, <laughs> yeah! Wow. Okay. Welcome
0: to our audio version of snorting cinema.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
0: I'm Joseph. Oh, yeah, Joseph. You're oh, yeah, a that, that's
4: me. This season, I am playing a goblin sorcerer named Waslo Zs and he is uh, not a smart goblin. I don't know if there's any really smart goblins, but he's definitely not one of them. But he is. <laughs> he he's talented. He's a wild. Well. He doesn't know he's talented. He has a lot of untapped potential, but he's not really smart enough to know how to use it. But he, he's a glass cannon, but also with the intelligence of a pane of glass too.
0: But like, he's got like a raging temper yeah, or something, right? Like exactly. He, he's uh, easily angered.
4: Easily angered. And since his magic, like kind of depends on chaos, it ties well. Well, sometimes could tie well into his anger and or, you know, have adverse effects. We'll see.
3: I imagine your character a lot like Bill Burr or Louis Black, kind of just just irritated by everyone. Like everyone is oh. just idiots.
4: He's irritated hearing you describe him right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> you don't know me.
4: So I'm really excited for this
0: new season. And um, specifically, one of the big reasons is because We're, we're doing this kind of like we're, we're playing the other side of things. You guys are playing the villains of the story. You're, you're not really heroes. You're, you're kind of villainous mercenaries and you're going to be working out of a dungeon. You know, you, you have your, your job, you, you live in a place and you go to the dungeon for your nine to five. Basically, I. I have yet to see a game really explore that before. I'm sure it's out there, but I I've yet to see it, and I'm very excited for us to kind of get into a story that that gets into that whole thing. So, um, this story takes place in a homebrew world, and these are homebrew rules. So don't at me too much. It is uh, based on Five E rules, but um, with quite a few modifications. So. Um, there you go, as far as that goes. But the world is called Ellerin and this uh Ellerin? Lorin
4: There Elorin. we go. This world is Ellorin. You made that name up. I know. <laughs>
1: uh, spell it, spell it. How do I you haven't spell it? I haven't looked at these notes for months, guys.
0: Um <laughs> the world is huge. It really is. It's it's gigantic. And we're starting out in just this tiny little piece of it that only like accounts for maybe like 4% of how big this world really is. You guys are are starting out right now in an area known as the Southwalled, and that is just kind of a a chunk of the world that's sort of like used to be mostly jungle and is kind of transitioning into almost like a foresty kind of area. The the immediate area used to be part of these old ruins that belonged to Shaddai's characters, people long, long ago. The Yontai centuries ago kind of ruled the majority of the world, at least like a good third of it. And for the most part were wiped out all all over different parts of this world. You guys will find lots of ruins and destroyed structures and stuff like that. And lots of snake carvings and stuff in it because, you know, snake people. And they like (laughs) being snake people. The area that you guys are starting out in is not exempt from that. So there's a lot of ruins around where you're starting. But you guys right now, um, you live in a little apartment, a little three-floor apartment called Nellor Tower over next to the Feathered Sea. This is like basically a little apartment that Lilith has been renting and the other two of you have been crashing at for basically the last few years. You've been living there about five years or so since you guys have all met. Um, Cause we did decide in this campaign that you've known each other about that length of time. The tower's not much to look at from the outside, but the insides decorated pretty well. There's lots of, um, lots of driftwood kind of created furniture, with lots of hemp and rope kind of tying things together lots of black candles and very smoky kind of smells rotting wood kind of smells and and leafy kind of uh atmosphere but since the three of you have been kind of crashing here for a while uh why don't you three kind of describe what kind of other pieces and stuff like that are in here in this apartment that you've been living in why don't we start with uh lilith since this is her apartment specifically
3: Because I am cold-blooded, I prefer to be in a room with a lot of light that comes in. So it keeps me warm and enjoying the sun as it peeks through and it's very rocky. And that's one of the things that I enjoy as far as like being able to concentrate on my own martial art mentally and it, there's not a lot going on just because of the the fact that we have these three characters who are very frustrated in, in general and, and just angry for a lot of reasons. So it's not the most beautiful temple or place kind of thing. So there's like an area in which um, we can practice our our own frustration and and being able to like get it out but I would describe my quarters at least my side of it to be a place where it feels very warm and um, almost like humid or kind of dry just since we're right off the shore so we're still getting that sort of circulation but I'm I prefer an area in which it's much more warm for me. As Len,
2: uh, her space is a little, like, kind of a mess. She's used to, well, when she was very, very young, she, as a pixie, she is from a forest land with, like, she's very connected to nature. So she kind of brings in that nature sometimes. And so there's kind of, like, leaves and sticks and, like, moss growing or whatever. She's found a way to make that happen. But she doesn't like flowers. She absolutely hates them. And her area is just kind of because she's kind of like a she's a pickpocket and she loves thieving and fine items so her space is just kind of filled with a lot of random little trinkets that she's found that she thought were interesting or a lot of shiny and ribbons and just kind of a almost like a nest of sorts and hers is in a more not as lit part of the house just because she has um, she doesn't need a ton of light because she's used to living in deep forest. And then she's also used to having to hide a lot because she, when she left home at a very young age, she learned that she couldn't be around as a one foot tall pixie. It was a very dangerous world for her just to kind of like sleep wherever, So she's very used to hiding and um, being covered.
4: For Wazlow, I don't think that, I think goblins are pretty adaptable. And I honestly don't know that he's ever had really a quarters of his own. Maybe from the in the environment that we're in now, maybe he lived in caverns or cave-like areas before. Or maybe in the forest, I'm not positive. But he is basically like, just give me a space. Almost like if they had a large closet, he would be fine in there. And I think that... <laughs> <laughs> That uh, he's adapted to it. He are the toilets exist in this universe, like what are they? I'm sure, but in what fashion? That's what I'm curious about. Maybe
2: like upper class, like echelons um, of heroes. I
4: I think that like
0: Waslow probably does not have a toilet. Oh, um, for sure. I would say, like, you guys, I, I would say it's more like you guys would probably be more familiar with like. Outhouses or right. like little like what's little those pits
4: the, the pots
3: right like don't, wouldn't they have like yeah those big, chamber like pots chamber and stuff pots like that. oh
4: okay yeah. yeah all right well never mind then on that <laughs> part but uh yeah what, were so, you were you gonna say that Weslow lives in a toilet no Is that? that's not, I wasn't gonna say that I was gonna <laughs> say like sewage I feel like at one point he would have let like if the toilet were overflowing he would just like you know what I'm gonna let it do its let it do its thing and just kind of let it like. Form the form the <laughs> terrain that he now lives in is a sewage swampy be like, now because he came from the swamps and so he's like yeah Ugh. now it feels like home. And I would not sp- agree. Like I would home. not agree to
3: that as this is my family's land. I would not
4: be okay with this. All right, fine. He lives in he lives in a closet. already made Wazzle like the most disgusting person.
0: I know.
4: It's like, oh, he just loves He's a the shit smell troll. No, I'm not a shit troll. I'm a shit goblin. <laughs> oh it right. yeah, my bad. <laughs> oh, gross.
2: Which is why he's good at thieving, because he has no qualms I don't think about sneaking in people's no. toilets Would and it be sewage a f- pipes.
3: Then that you love the smell
2: of shit stink. Goblin?
4: I don't love the smell of stink. You're I'm just, live I'm it. used to the he smell just of stink. Mind it. Okay, let's let's retcon a little bit of what I just said and just, <laughs> just, I, I don't want to be a shit goblin. I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> But, but let's, let's track back step back a little bit and let's say I do come back from the, I do come from the swamp so I am used to have a moisture environment so I prefer if there are kind of moist elements around me but I I do like being near this room because it's so warm and that kind of feels like home to me. So I don't necessarily need. I'm just need-
0: picturing how that you have like a little mist bottle. Yeah. That like you hang out with I'm and just, you just occasionally you just spritz yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you just like get in the warm spot and spritz yourself. Right. And like, oh. yeah. Ah. Yeah. Shit yeah. yeah.
3: Shit breeze.
4: Shit breeze. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name. That's the name of that scent.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's just, like, stagnant swamp water.
0: Swamp water, yeah. Mm.
4: Chris, I'm not sure if you know, like, what kind of environments do goblins usually live in? Various. Like, goblins
0: are very prominent, especially, like, in this world. Um, So, like, forests, swamps, caves, um, just a a mix of everything. Um, Anywhere you would picture, like, orcs, hobgoblins, things like that, living... Um, would they be this cold-blooded world, or warm-blooded? Would have lived there.
4: I think they're still they warm-blooded. They would be warm-blooded. Do, yeah. So, in this area that we're in right now, what's a predominant like terrain type or environment type? Um, right now, it's it's very humid forest. Okay, humid forest sounds more pleasant than swamp, I guess. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm from the area. I'm from around here, around these parts. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've adapted to it. My room is just—it's basic, it's bare, it's—you know—it's nothing too extravagant in it. I've got some like spell books in there, but I don't know how to read them, so it's like it means nothing. <laughs> it's just decoration. <laughs> because as a sorcerer, my magic is innate anyway, so I don't really need to learn magic. I just kind
3: of—Would you like look at them for the pictures?
4: Yeah, I need picture books for my <laughs> you magic. You just look at,
3: like, oh, this looks like this.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I kind of also like the idea that maybe when Len goes on her random like collection or like when she goes out thieving just for the fun of it and she'll be at a house and she's a spell book and she's like, I'll just grab this and give it to Waslo, even though I don't care about it. Right? Yes, please. <laughs> she's like, she'll just like throw it in your room. Like, here you go. Yes. <laughs>
4: Add it to my collection that I of yep. unread books. Yes. Which, which is funny because the, the book would be like
0: the size of Len.
3: So it would be like
4: a feat for her to carry
0: it back right. f- for something that he can't read in the first place.
2: <laughs> I think she also, Which is great. she kind of finds that funny. It's almost like a slap in the face every time she
0: gives it to So him. she does it a little bit like, purpose. she's kind of trolling him in a way. <laughs> that's what smart. you're saying.
4: I was going to go with the spell that's like interpret languages or something like that, where I could, any language I touch or something or am around, sure. uh, I can read. But then I was like, no, you know what? I'm gonna not I, I like the idea of him not being able to read.
3: Right, makeup, right.
4: So now that we have like an
0: idea of of where you guys are living and what kind of conditions some of you are living in, today's a really important day for the three of you because today is going to be your first day in your brand new dungeon. So um you're getting ready to actually go um depart your home at Nellore Tower. And um, travel to your first day at the dungeon to Hegre, which is uh, where you're going to be reporting. As you are leaving the apartment tower from which you guys live, you pass one of your neighbors on the way down, a pleasant lizard man named Seth Rax. He waves a spear and hisses in acknowledgement as he sips his morning mud coffee out of a horn. And uh, follows slightly behind you in the same direction. And you can kind of see on the map where Tehgray is. You'll be traveling over a few hills and through a little bit of rocky terrain and stuff. It's about a three-mile journey um, towards your, your new dungeon. And you guys kind of make sure to stick to the shadows beneath like some of the trees and rocks and stuff. Um, so as to not alert any uh, Tabaxi spies that might be hiding in the cliffs above. So far, you haven't had any run-ins with the cat-like Tabaxi. But... You've seen Seth come home with, uh, with a few new scratches on his scaled face a few times over the last week, so you know that they're out there somewhere. Finally, you reach the ruins and at the base of the cliffside known as the Stretching Sun. You stand before the remains of what used to be a tower once built by Lilith's Yuntai ancestors a century ago. There's a statue nearby that looks like it couldn't be more than actually just a few years old. And there's a name written on it in the common tongue on the front, but a lot of it's actually scratched out, and you know that this marks the location for your new dungeon as the statue, the only letters that you can read from it say "Te he. And you know from this location you are supposed to look for a hidden trapdoor, 15 paces east of the statue, 20 paces north, and 40 paces west and you see that uh, Seth Rax your neighbor is kind of approaching and, and walking around and looks at the statue and looks around you can kind of see him doing the little calculations in his head and uh he takes one more sip of his mud coffee and then he points a spear at like some sort of like loose leaves and stuff like that kind of on the floor and he says first day huh
2: what's it to you
1: well, I mean, I'm your, I'm your neighbor, and I work here. I thought I'd just, I'm just making small talk here. Waslow well, does think. not like small talk.
2: I don't think I've seen you around.
1: I literally live in the apartment below you guys.
3: Hello, Seth. Good morning to you. Yes, first days. Is this our Winnebago?
1: Winobig, what does that mean? What is a Winobigo? <laughs> Wazlow is confused. You're not. You're not the only one. What the hell is going on here?
3: What are you talking about? In the old world, we would call the dungeons Winobigos.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So they. I'm. I'm. Point. Like this is the entrance right here. I thought maybe. <laughs> You guys wanted to get in there, seeing. I'm I'm assuming it's your first day because I've never seen you go this route. I That's not a s- very
2: smart thing to do for someone who's part of about dungeon. Is that the kind of security that you have around here?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not. I work in R and D. I'm not really the security guy. So, like, uh, I
2: don't, I don't, I don't know about this, guys. Out of
1: the way,
4: let Wazlow enter his Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I mean, sure thing, Chief. Uh, you you
0: do your thing. Um, and he, he kind of just steps back out of the way and just, says, you know, puts his hands up like, you know, all right, whatever, guys. Fine. He backs away from from the trap door that leads downward.
3: So is this our work? Like, is this our job? Like, yeah. what, what is yes. Okay, it's, And, so and this you, is you guys first are reporting. OK.
4: This is your very first day. correct? And, you, and we've already made an enemy
3: with our neighbor.
4: <laughs> he was being very cordial and we're just being incredibly <laughs> rude.
3: All right, Roslo.
2: You said you were going to go for it. Get us in.
4: Uh, all right, Weslow is going for it, <laughs> and I, I, I go in. I don't know. Like it's just an entrance, right? Do I have to do anything? No, you just open the door. He opens the door. He does <laughs> can, that. Can you
3: just des- <laughs> can you describe the the lobby, the beautiful lobby in the dungeon?
0: As you open the trap door, you see like a set of stone stairs, kind of leading downwards. Is is Waslo the only one walking down, or is are are all three of you going in right now?
3: I think it'd be funny just to watch Waslo go down, just to make sure. Yeah, we it's just safe. watched Waslo. Okay. Yeah.
0: So Waslo, as you are walking down the stairway, you see that it, it winds a little bit, and then it starts opening up into a bigger chamber. But standing at the front of that chamber is a large hobgoblin in red and leather clothing, wielding a large double bladed axe, kind of blocking your way forward. He doesn't seem to really notice you at first, but then he kind of sniffs the air a little,
5: and then looks down. Not familiar, you? What business you have? I,
4: it, uh, we, we, we work here. I, I think this is this is our first day, Wazlo says we, but sees now that no one is with him, so...
3: But does uh, Wazlow speak in, in third person?
4: Yeah, Wazlow speaks in third... As much as I can remember, too, <laughs> yes, Wazlow speaks in cool. third person. What Wazlow is? Wazlo
5: alone? Why speak we?
2: Lun takes this opportunity while the guard is talking to Laszlo to sneak past into the entrance of the building.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have you do a, a, a stealth roll. Roll real quick. Uh, 18.
2: Okay.
0: So as he's, as he's watching, uh, like looking down at, at Waslow, Lynn with her, her little wings just kind of like flutters right over his shoulder. And like, he is none the wiser whatsoever. He's just looking right down. So Lynn, you're just flying right into this chamber, which is, is very vast. You're basically in this big subterranean kind of like cave. There's like one main winding route, but you can also see that there's like various levels kind of above too with no necessarily like sides or anything to some of them it's like these big stairways that have been carved out of the inside of this cliff or something like this subterranean cave and there's lots of like carvings of snakes and serpents and things like that like big cracked statues of serpent like creatures pretty much all over the place and it's very obvious that this is a place that's very easy to get lost in because it is uh so, so vast, and there's so many little smaller hallways and things like that. Meanwhile, Waslo is still kind of being blocked by this big guy, this big hop goblin, who's just standing here, like kind of scratching his head, not understanding. Waslow's giving him <coughs> like. Why he keeps saying we because he's the only person there that he sees.
4: Wazlow is also getting a little annoyed by this, as he has such a short temper. <laughs> Wazlow works here. Please mm. just let Wazlow in.
2: Glenn is just sitting here watching the encounter. <laughs> Can Let this leather in?
0: Are you just gonna kinda come up behind Waslo? Yeah, I'm just
3: gonna come from behind him.
0: The the hobgoblin sees you come in too, and he's like is this the Wii?
4: This is part of Wii, yes. Wazlow doesn't know where the other Wii is. Do you have punch cards?
3: Yes, we were assigned here. Here's all three punch cards.
5: Show punch cards to Joe.
3: Here. In my
5: breasts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I'm getting it out of my bra. Just (laughs) let me get. I have
2: no pockets. This is why I did not want to go with you guys because I didn't want to touch that. Len comes up from behind and points to the area.
0: Your neighbor Seth Rex walks in, kind of behind you guys, and he's like, kind of shaking his head a little bit, and he's like,
1: "They're good. Like, they're they're my neighbors. Unfortunately." They're fine. Just let him go, Joel.
0: Joel kind of takes a glance at your your cards and he nods a little bit and he goes um follow hallway
5: third door on left conference room C. Buffalo will be there for orientation soon.
3: Who?
2: Waffle? Buffle. Waff-
5: Buffle. Buffalo.
3: Waffle.
5: Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffle,
3: Like waffle
2: but Buffle. with
5: a B Buffalo.
2: <laughs> Dude you're going to have to learn to speak a little bit better if you're going to be guarding the door Nobody knows what you're saying
3: Pastries would be there at the conference room Where
0: third we come from voice And he's looking around because he never saw Lynn come in So he's like where
4: is this coming from He's turning around he's like Pesky fly Yeah she does that get used to it
3: And I'm not a fly Children, children, we must go to our orientation.
4: To orientation.
0: Twelve steps aside, allowing you guys to enter the cave. Sethrax is kind of like following you along a little bit at a distance. You see him kind of peek over the edge of one of the suspended stairways as you guys are walking. Now the left side does have walls. It has like a cave wall with some outcroppings into it and some of them are doorways, some of them are stairways going down to other halls and chambers and things like that. Sethrax points with a his pointed little clawed finger and says, uh, that's your conference
1: room over there. It's where your orientation begins. Um like Joel said, Baffle will be along shortly to begin your session. I guess after your your
0: Tour's over, you know, if, if you guys get bored, you can come down to
1: R&D. It's down that hallway just past the conference room. I don't know. I don't got a lot of friends here. So, like, I'm trying to, like, I, I don't know. My therapist says
0: I should make more friends. I'm trying to be a better person, you know, what I can. But, like, if, thank,
4: you, if
1: you guys aren't into it, it's cool. Waslow, thank you. Maybe let me know now.
4: Thank you, kind neighbor. Wazlow will remember this.
3: Trust is and not given we met in our cells. You must be I, in prison with us as well.
1: That was very cryptic. I typically try to stay out of prison cells for the most part, but Yeah, then like,
2: that makes you less interesting and I'm not interested anymore. Bye, Seth. Uh
1: all right. Well see ya.
0: So Seth Rex turns and continues down the main path um into some dim light um and turns down a hallway um where he farewell, pointed out, Seth. <laughs> where he pointed r and d would be down, so as you guys enter conference room C, you notice a uh, a set of uh, stone tables. There's some wooden chairs arranged in kind of like a u shape with a large banner hanging um overhead that says, "Welcome to the dungeon." We've got fun and games. Dude, I knew I knew you were going to do that joke.
4: Right when you said welcome to the dungeon, I was waiting for that.
0: There's a large podium at the front of the room with a, a mug of some slightly foggy water next to a really ornate looking book. There's a small table towards the left side of the room that has a few additional mugs and some piping hot cauldron of uh, mud coffee.
2: Len goes and grabs a little bit of a, she, she immediately grabs us a, a cup of uh, the, the mud Mud coffee? The mud coffee, because she's like has a really big problem with that. So she has to get some and then she comes back to
4: talk. Uh, can you roll a D20 for me? Does she have to get like a thimble to drink it out of? Or? Yeah, she, she's got like a tiny little. She
2: has one on her person.
4: Just... Gotcha.
2: 16.
0: Okay. You gained plus one perception for the rest of the day from that mud coffee.
4: Weslow goes to get some coffee too. Okay. R- roll a D20. I rolled
0: a two. You have minus one perception for the rest of the day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, Wazlo should have eaten something first.
3: Right. Is there donuts here?
4: No, all you guys, the mud coffee at the moment. There's no food. unfortunately. Is anyone else's mouth very dry?
3: Wazlo?
2: I mean, we tell you every time you just can't handle the mud coffee.
4: I'll tell you what I can and can't handle.
0: As you guys are uh, taking your places and, and drinking down your, your mud coffee, a short portly looking bully wug walks through the open doorway and glances around the room. Well, then it's just you three. She should get smaller and smaller every time. The horn toad looking bullywug enters the room, scoots one of the chairs up behind the podium where he climbs up, slipping off a few times before um, he wipes a bead of sweat from his bulbous face. And then he uh, unfolds a, a small scroll from one of his pockets, slips on a pair of very large glasses, and he begins to read. My name is Baffle, and I am uh, pleased to welcome you to our dungeon. We realize you have many choices in uh, dungeoning, and we are privileged to have your companies, or, well, company joining us on this day. Here at Tehegri, we value fun as much as we value villainy. So we hope you will indulge in the many fun activities we offer such as free Mud Coffee Mondays, Casual Fridays, and our annual upcoming Tabaxi Hunt where we capture a local Tabaxi, remove its tail, and don blindfolds as we try to stab it back into place. Last year's hunt was a rousing success with limited employee death. As a company working out of Tehegri, you will be compensated for completing Quevils, which is what we, uh, well, our highly intelligent boss monster, Toreth the Mad, decided to call our evil quests. Quevils can be found posted on the queeval board in the break room. However, any company completing Quevils must abide by these dungeon rules. All Quevils are first come first serve. And you are not the only company working here at Kehigri, which means whoever completes the quival first will be the only company rewarded for that quival. All companies will conduct themselves in a professionally villainous manner, both within and outside of the workplace. No ill words will ever be spoken of our boss monster, even should he be the direct cause of any accidental or purposeful maining or disfigurement. And finally, any treasures, shinies, or magical items must be surrendered to financial upon return of completing a Withholding of any items make you liable for termination both figuratively And literally.
2: Len has spit out her coffee at this point. Excuse me, nobody said anything about not being able to keep anything shiny.
0: You will be compensated for completing your quevel, but things acquired on your quevels will be turned into financial for the sake of the dungeon and our boss monster Toreth the Mad. And again, you will be compensated fairly afterwards.
3: Do you provide tools so that we may be able to torture
0: these souls. Tools can be found down in R&D. So before taking on a quival or departing the dungeon, I suggest you do visit Research and Development (laughs) and see what they have. Not all items are free, but sometimes you might get away with a freebie. Just don't let me hear about it here in villain resources
3: how is the health insurance here
0: every once in a while you might be able to find a health potion somewhere that does not have to be turned into financial so in the event that you might die you could drink a health potion and possibly not die
3: my fangs are 111 years old i may need dental care
0: i'm gonna be honest with you i don't have teeth or fangs I am literally a
4: frog man. <laughs> Waslo likes these odds. Any questions or or are you ready for the tour? Do we get more points if we kill more
0: people? That's just one of the many perks of working for Tehegre, is you get to kill indiscriminately. Ooh, wonderful.
2: As long as you aren't
0: killing other companies working for Tehegre. We try to restrict the killing of our... Various companies against other companies.
2: How do we know who's in the company?
0: You will probably see them in the break room. You will meet them, so you will know.
2: I don't like meeting creatures.
3: See them as walking toe tags. I like that.
4: Wazlo wonders, what is the penalty for killing other parties? That would be up for our fearless and
0: brilliant boss monster. Taurus the Mad to decide.
3: Who is this Toreth the Mad?
0: He would be our boss monster. I don't know how to make that much more clear. <laughs> he is the boss of our dungeon.
3: Does he come and visit this winnebago
0: I, I mean, he yes, he does. He does do that. Yes.
2: <laughs> this question it's uh it's, it's unrelated um but related. Where where does Taurus the Mad keep everything that is brought to him?
0: Some of the things are kept in financial, and some things are kept in the treasury, I suppose. Where's that? Well, that would be on the the upper floor, and very well guarded.
3: Okay, we can stay. I believe there is a place for all of us here. Shall we continue our orientations?
0: Oh, are you ready for the tour, then? Yes. Yes. Waffle slumps down from his his little stool. He kind of slides off of it, and he falls onto his back a little bit and then kind of rolls over and and slightly gets himself up, brushes himself off. And then he walks you out of the conference room and back into the greater length of the cave. He points out his office, which is a little farther down the hallway, and next to his his little office hole there, it says... uh, Villain resources engraved on the cave right next to it. <laughs> Just before his office is a, a hallway on the left side, and you recognize that's the one that um, Seth Rex had turned down earlier. And Buffle says, If we're ever looking for craps, nuts, ammo, things like that, you could head down to RD, talk to Seth Rex down on the left side. They've usually got some good stuff down there for a small price. Then, any treasures you find while out on the Crevel." Must be surrendered to financial, they're down that same hallway, first door on the right. Leading you further along, the walls drop away once again from both sides of the path for a little bit until you reach a large platform with two other elevated stairways leading off of it. Now the far path there leads up to the torture chambers and prison cells. I think we only have one and then you suddenly hear a scream cut off very quickly. The cells are empty at this time, apparently. Come follow me up the central path instead. Then he leads you up a stairway towards the middle of the cave that rises up several feet. Then you see others kind of coming and going along this path as you enter a large chamber full of tables and chairs with what looks like a small bar towards the back. This here is the break room where most of the companies operating out of our dungeon will gather and strategize between jobs. He points at a large wooden table with a a few pieces of parchment nailed to it. Right there is the cuivo board. Once we're done here, you can settle in and take a look over there and look for the right job. Please take only one at a time, although there is no fault in a little healthy competition. Again, try not to murder any of the other companies. Tending the bar that you saw towards the back is a large rock-like winged creature with large horns one of them broken and glowing red eyes and he's wiping down the bar top with a very dirty looking rag as he nods at boffle and gives a short little wave to the rest of you that's craggle behind the bar if you're looking for food or ale he will have you covered very good at listening too lots of the others tend to talk his stony little ears off about the troubles while there are a few drinks in craggle doesn't really seem to mind though there's one more path leading off from this area where you can see traps of all sorts lining the floor. We won't be going down that hallway right now for fear of death, but that leads to the main office of Dwarth the Mat, as well as the treasury, which he basically stares at most of the day. Our guards and financial services are the only ones permitted into his chambers, unless he summons us for any special reasons, which usually are not good. So that's the grand tour, and we're actually kind of running a bit early. So do you have any other questions before I give you back the gift of time?
3: Where is your lost and found section?
0: Usually if somebody loses something, uh, somebody else just steals it or tosses it over the edge of the cave into the vast abyss.
2: You're saying that stealing from company members is okay as long as we don't kill them.
0: I'm just going to pretend that you didn't ask me that question.
3: Do you get an employee discount for said beverages?
0: There's no employee discount, per se. And he's kind of like <laughs> waving his little fingers as like little air quotes. If uh, Kroggle over there likes you enough, you know, he's uh, he's known to be a, a bit of a softie despite his rocky appearance.
4: You see, you see Wazlow over there, uh, kind of doing that meme where it's like calculations going through his head and he's, he's kind of like whispering to himself a little bit. He's like, lost and found in vast abyss. Got it.
3: Do we get holidays off?
0: We, I gotta be very honest with you. I have been here for about 27 years. And I don't know what a holiday is. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions before I retire to my offices? When do we start? Start immediately. I would just kind of maybe peek around the break room a little bit. Maybe get to get to know uh, the queeval board here. And uh, take a Cuevil. He He does like a little bow to you, but he bows a little too far and he falls forward and kind of just like bonks himself on the head a little bit and uh, passes out. <laughs> um, looking around the break room that you're in um, again, you've got the the bar kind of towards the back. You've got the queeval board next to it with a few things posted up there, a few queevils and stuff that you could uh, take. And there's like, you know, there's some tables around with a few other, you know, some creatures and stuff like that. There's like a table of four kobolds drinking really heavily. Like they're celebrating something. Um, there's an orc and an ogre sitting up at the bar, just kind of like an, a hodgepodge of others at uh, various tables. There's a couple of goblins at one table. There's a, a Durgar, which is a dark dwarf sitting at a table
4: adjacent of them. Let us go to this Quivil board. And I if agree. someone could please read these for Wazlow, that would be appreciated.
0: <laughs> okay, so you guys start approaching the queeval board. And as you get up to it, all of a sudden from somewhere behind you, you hear like a, a whistle sound and a knife whips from the darkness and embeds itself into the board right in front of you, landing right in front of a task that reads Locate Tabaxi Scouts and Eliminate. And a female tiefling approaches from somewhere out of the dim light behind you, revealing her pale complexion with long, wavy, raven-colored hair parted by two jagged horns protruding from the top with silver chains and jewelry hanging from them, as well as her long, thin tail ending in a razor-sharp, jagged arrowhead. She measures the lot of you with her blood-red eyes and smiles. You notice in one hand she grips a small bundle of tabaxi tails, still dripping in blood. From behind her, you see a drow covered in glowing symbols decorating his skin, and a gith with a patch covering his right eye, but a tattoo of an eye decorating his forehead. And on the Geth's shoulder pad of his armor sits a little sentient ooze that coils up like a snake. The tiefling stands in awkward silence for a moment
1: before speaking. So, you must be the new company. It's a pleasure. My name's Riza, Riza Razortail, and this is Janos, Riddick, and Soup. We're called the Razor's Edgelords, the deadliest company this dungeon's ever seen. That means we take the deadliest Cuevils. Which is good news for you since newbies tend to live longer taking the low-hanging fruit. And there's no shame in that. Maybe once I'm Boss Monster, you'll be my best company. Or maybe not.
0: And she grins.
1: Good luck with your first queevil. We're going to go hand ours in. Careful if you take that last one. Wouldn't want to lose you on the first day. And with that, the other
0: um, two edgelords that actually have faces smile. And they all turn and start walking off back towards financial to turn in the spoils of their tasks.
3: Was she flirting with me? (laughs) I'm very attracted to her all of a sudden.
4: Did anyone else get a sarcastic vibe from anything she said?
2: I was too busy staring at her silver. Do you think I could? Do you think I could steal one real quick before she notices, or is she is she too far away?
3: Not yet. I will try to get her in my chamber. Then you may have your fill.
0: This is good. So when you're looking at the queeval board, it feels like pretty slim pickings. A lot of the good stuff is pretty marked out. There's only three quests, or well, I guess queevals. That have yet to be taken either gather 20 sacks of firewood. The reward is three shinies gather 30 pounds of meat. The reward is five shinies. The last one is search the ruins near Oakwater forest and capture a new dungeon monster. The reward is 10 shinies plus
4: a mystery prize. We have to go for the mystery prize, right? Anyone else?
2: I don't really feel like collecting meat or freaking sticks.
3: I'm good to stretch my long... What do you... What would I call it? Not my legs.
0: Your body? I don't know. <laughs> My You're
3: long person. Your little, sl- your little
0: slither piece? Yeah, yeah. At yeah, least stretch my slither piece. Tentacle. What is it? <laughs> so all of a sudden you see like a little bit of a stir on the ground and, and you hear a little noise and you hear that Baffles finally waking up from knocking himself out. Oh what more, more more did I miss it's, oh it's 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 you guys uh, how's your first day going so far?
3: We've decided to take on a task from the Quivils board
0: oh you've picked you've picked a quivel uh, uh great um oh my head uh i would I would head on down to to r d before you oh hang on everything's splitting okay, yes, I would head down to r and d before you take off and, and and get loaded up see if uh they have anything you need, and then um, be on your way. we're I'm very pleased to see that you're already uh assimilating into our our dungeon. I'm very proud of you all if i could if you would just hold still, I would pat nope nope no one's holding wait, I think it's me i think. I think it's... Oh, and then he passes out again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Toadman. Shall we get a beverage from Kregel before we search the ruins?
2: If he's got mud coffee, I'm up for it.
5: Hello there, newbies. What can I do for you?
3: I'll take an ale
2: for my dry mouth. You got any mud, mud, mud coffee back there?
5: Some mud coffee? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, One mud coffee is going to be five silver, so a half shine. And then um, one ale for you. Um, I did not catch your name there, darling. What is it? Lilith. Lilith. Very, very scary sounding name. Congratulations on that. Okay, one (laughs) one shine for your ale.
4: Wazlow would like a water. The mud coffee has dried out his mouth.
5: Water, okay. Do you want that flavored with uh with uh, mud or grubs or anything, or do you just want the straight uh, straight water?
4: Do the grubs come free? Grubs are free. And yes, please. All the grubs that I can get for free.
5: All right, and, and water is also free. So here's some water with some free grubs. He just
0: sticks his hand down in this little like um like almost like a, like a, a a wooden bucket that he's got next to the thing pulls out, like, a little clump of dirt, and he kind of shakes the dirt a little bit so that some of the dirt falls out of it. And then he plops, like, a few grubs into this, like, really disgusting, foggy-looking glass of water and just slides it over to you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, kind
5: Craggle. So, first day for everyone, huh?
3: Yes, and we have already come across a quivel that we'd like to explore. Baffle says you are quite a listener.
5: I'm here all day, so might as well.
3: What do you know of of ruins?
5: Well, there are a lot of ruins around here for sure. Which uh, quival did you take? Are you t- talking about the one near Oakwater? Yes. Mm. <coughs> Hold on. Some...
3: Time out. <coughs> time out.
5: Little goblin over there is dying. <coughs> Poor guy.
4: The, the grubs didn't agree with me. Choked
5: on a grub. That'll happen. To be honest, I've, uh, heard some interesting things about those ruins over there. Of course, it used to be, uh, I mean, all this land used to belong to your people. He's nodding to, uh, Lilith. But, uh, ever since they kind of disappeared, with the rise of all the heroes and everything, everything's sort of fallen to disarray. Uh, certain things have been, um, taking up residence and... Some of these ruins. Not quite the humans and elves and dwarves. Sometimes it's something stranger than them.
3: Stranger? What do you mean by stranger?
5: Something not from, uh, not from around here.
3: Children, are we interested?
2: Eh, I'll take it. It's ten. Ten, ten. Yeah,
4: ten. Wazlow is very curious about this mystery prize. Oh, they're, they're
5: saying there's a mystery prize. Okay.
4: What know you of
5: mystery prizes? All I know is uh, that seems very rare.
2: Okay, yep, we're, we're doing it. Guess guess uh, we'll go see that lizard guy. What was his name again?
5: You must be talking about Seth.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, lizard guy. Let's go see him.
5: Good guy, Seth. Needs to make some more friends.
3: So we've been aware.
5: Yes, he has told us that he is lacking friends. He's got a lot of problems. That one, <laughs> lot of self esteem issues.
3: Much appreciated, Craggle. Shall we, children, and visit our neighbor Seth?
4: Yes, let us comment on his low self esteem as well. As you travel your your way back down through the
0: dungeon and uh, down the hallway where um, Buffle had pointed out where R and D is earlier, you can start to hear the the whirring of machinery and clanking of hammers. And then the smell of hot iron fills your nose as you walk through the doorway. In a large, burrowed-out cabin, there are folk of all shapes and sizes working away at all kinds of weapons and different contraptions. You see Sethrax approaching quickly, his mud coffee having finally kicked in. So,
1: uh, how was the, uh, tour? Did you, um... Do you make any friends out there?
3: We're not here for friends. Yeah, I hope uh, Riza does become a very close friend of mine one day.
1: Great, you met Riza. Perfect. That's 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 just great. All right. Did you guys take a equivel or something that maybe I can help equip you guys with anything?
2: Here. Lynn takes the scroll and gives it to him
1: um okay okay so
0: you you need to capture a new monster for the dungeon got it
4: okay yes would would you please provide us with the best equipment together mystery prizes mystery oh ooh a mystery prize that sounds awesome
1: some of the stuff you you do have to pay for just a company policy but I can give a little bit of a discount because we are neighbors. Um, just, you know, don't tell anyone because I I really need this job. Um, but I'll give you my friend discount if, um, (laughs) if I can at least get one of you. I just, I need one of you to just call me your friend and then I can give you that. But like one of you has to physically say we're friends. I would, I would consider you an ally at this point. I mean, that's not quite what I was... I mean that's similar, but I mean it's got a... it's what not is the F word I was hoping.
3: Book I'll friend you on there.
1: Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, cool. Like DM me later and um I'll I'll hit you up. Thanks. <laughs> um
0: cool. So um here's here's what he has to offer you guys. Two nets, five hunting traps, then he's got some arrows. I don't know if either of you guys if anyone has something that needs arrows, you can let me know if you want to buy arrows. Um, he's also got some extra rope, and he has uh, a grappling hook that does not come with rope, so you would need to um, buy the, the rope with the grappling hook if you want to use that. He also um, gets real excited after he shows you these things.
1: He's like, hey, wait a minute. Before you leave, I do have uh, something... For you guys. Consider this one a gift because you said that you would be my friend. But, don't tell anyone. This is a new item that I've been working on, so no one knows about it yet. But maybe you can use it and just, just let me know if it works. I call it the Iron Bands of Binding. He hands you a ball
0: of what appears to be these very intricately woven iron bands. They're slightly rusted, but they're they're very firm. Throwing
1: this at an enemy should release the bands, which will secure again upon contact. May it aid you, my new friends.
3: Uh, I don't mind holding on to it since it is okay. three inches and it weighs one pound. That could be too heavy for our beautiful little pixie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just slightly Just a little It'll affect my flight path <laughs> all Right, I'll slow you down just a bit
2: I think a hunting trap might be helpful
4: Yeah, let's get a, a few traps
3: Are f- you going to carry these?
4: How big are these traps, first of all? <laughs> think of like a bear trap I mean, that's basically what they are Oh, I don't know all five of them Then I can't carry those uh, maybe, maybe just, let's just do one Let's gamble Let's just okay. stick with one yeah,
1: if you could just kind of let me know how these work, like, uh, just, you know, um, so I can, if, if they do work, I'll, I'll make more of these and stuff. And also, you're, you're welcome, because I, I kind of <laughs> gave these to you for free.
4: Sethrax, so. Wazlow appreciates your servitude and feels that with work like right. this, you may eventually become a friend. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, uh... Thanks.
2: If your device, whatever you call it, doesn't Iron get anyone killed, binding.
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, what as long I, as it doesn't oh. kill
2: anybody, then maybe I'll consider telling you
4: that. Wait, tell tell me what?
3: Nothing. Oh.
4: We 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 may consider telling you the the f word.
3: We shall remember to thank you. That's my work? favorite
4: word.
1: <laughs> Well, you guys have fun. Um, you know where you're going, like how to get where you're going. Did, did anyone know we tell us? Yeah, yeah,
3: Craigle <laughs> did, and we just nodded, but we we're like, I did not write it down. It's I mean, the, I know the
4: I know the place, the, but do the, we have a like ruins. a general map or something?
3: Is the, it on the map, Chris? Is there a, a ruin on the map? It's the ruins.
2: Yeah, Oakwater water forest. forest right there.
4: Yeah, so it's north of where we are. I know where we're going.
0: As you exit the dungeon, you begin traveling north into Oakwater Forest. Aside from the birds and the wind moving through the trees, it's fairly quiet and peaceful. And eventually you come to a a small break in the heavy foliage to a large pond. On the other side of that pond, you can just barely make out a tent hidden among the brush, a little off the beaten path that you've been traveling.
2: Hey, let's let's get a closer look at that tent. There could be something good.
4: Can I do a perception check to just be wary and make sure there's no obvious like ambushes awaiting us?
0: So tell me like exactly what you want to do. Like, are you trying to like scan like the tree line or, or what exactly do you want to look for?
4: Yeah, let me just look around in, in places where it would be obvious that someone could be hiding to see if I could spot anything out of the norm.
2: Well, maybe I should do the perception check because I think my ability for that is really high.
4: And mine has a negative one because of the coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, she has
4: a plus one right now. But I also, would also I would like to try it still because I'm not deterred okay. by this negative one. So,
0: uh, all right, Wazlow will do
4: this one then. I'll try Runs
2: it. Runs ahead before Len can yes. okay. do yeah, it.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I got an 11 after
4: the negative one.
0: The only thing that you really notice, you see a bird that kind of startled you at first, like (laughs) as it leapt from one branch to another, and you're just kind of like, "Ah!" and then that was pretty much like it. Like that sort of distracted you enough that you forgot to really keep looking around. So um, you don't really notice anything.
4: I, I shout back to them, everything looks clear, but beware of birds.
0: Looking around the area, you guys can see that there's like there's a tent kind of by the remains of a a campfire. There doesn't seem to be like a whole lot more around the area unless you guys want to really like um, investigate certain aspects of those things that I mentioned. But
3: I
2: peek into the tent and see if there's anything worth taking.
0: The only thing that you can really see is you see like there's like a sleeping pack, um, you know, like a rolled up kind of like blanket and stuff and then there's like a small box just a small little wooden box inside
2: hey guys i found a box i don't think there's anything else useful here can i test it to make sure there's no traps somehow
0: uh so this box it, it's pretty simple like it, it it's definitely not like locked or anything like that it so it doesn't seem like just with the naked eye it doesn't seem like that there's anything really sinister about it so
2: here waslo I found a box open it ooh a box
0: <laughs> i
4: I open it with no regard. Uh,
0: you find a a whetstone um, used for sharpening swords. Uh, you find a small notebook that has a few sketches of like various landmarks and stuff like that. A little bit of a a, a diary. Uh, it seems like written in common tongue. And you like, you know, you can't read very much. Like maybe every once in a while, there's like certain phrases that that you can recognize. The only thing that you can really see repeated a lot is where the hell is it? There's also a little quarter wheel
4: of cheese. I throw everything else down and I just go right after the cheese. All right. Let me I,
2: t- I pick up the notebook to to take a look and see okay. what it says. Yeah,
0: the, the notebook is definitely somebody that has been like kind of exploring the area. And has been kind of like almost like sketching, like doing some cartography, kind of making a map of the local area. And you can kind of see that they've been making maps of like other areas and stuff like that. When they are saying, where the hell is it? They're referring to a statue that they're looking for. Now, they don't really detail what statue they're looking for, just that you, you can tell that it's a statue specifically.
2: Well, it looks like there's a, it's just a bunch of maps and drawings and then something about a statue. Statues are too big. Nobody
3: steals Children, those. Children, stop, stop. Len, your hoarding is getting out of control. <laughs> and Wazlow, can you at least chew with your mouth closed? Let me see this notebook.
4: I'm, I'm crouched down, like, <laughs> munching on that cheese. I just turn around to her. But my mouth I is roll still my cold, eyes.: so I don't say anything.
3: For we need to go straight to the ruins, please. However, this notebook may come in handy. Good find, Len. Uh, yeah, sure, you can have it.
4: Smells like delicious side quest.
3: I'll take this whetstone, and shall we continue?
4: I'm wiping crumbs from my mouth, cheese crumbs. Yes, Wazlow is refreshed. Okay, so as you guys are
0: um walking away from this tent area, back towards the direction of that, that path that you were going to take back to the ruins, leaving this immediate area, I want all of you to do a quick dexterity
4: saving throw.
3: Okay,
4: oh Well. I rolled a net twenty, nice. <laughs> I rolled a critical
3: miss. Okay, but I, but I do. I still add my plus five in.
4: No critical miss critical negates critical up everything. Miss. Okay,
0: Damn. and the mine was twenty two. As you guys are are walking along, you see like a little pile of like suspicious leaves. As you're you're walking, Lynn floats right over it with her. You know, she's got her wings flapping, floats right over it. Wislo sees it and does like this sweet like front flip over it and like completely just nowhere near it but Lilith slithers right over it and feels this sticky wetness right underneath her, her slithery body because she just slithered through some covered up poop <laughs> Oh,
3: I shall hope it rains soon <laughs>
4: <laughs> smells like home
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Party in Peril, Villains, a podcast produced by NerdSloth.com. If you had a good time, please just do us one little favor and share this episode or clip your favorite parts of the episode and share that with any friends, family, or on social media. And don't forget that you can impact our players and give them an edge by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts, which translates in-game as Peril Points, which they can use to purchase special items, including weapons or gadgets crafted by our Nerd Sloth Patreon supporters. Many of the sound effects heard in the show were licensed from Sword Coast Soundscapes, so please visit bandcamp.com to hear all of their amazing ambient and background audio productions. And also a huge thank you to Attalus Music for providing the villain's theme song, Drop the Beat, My Lord. You can find even more of his fantastic modern-day fantasy mixes on YouTube or SongTrader. Love y'all, and roll those 20s. Presented
4: by Nerdsloth